You're listening to the official podcast of the nation. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock and Lubbock. Texas Tech can start packing for Omaha. Got the big man. Yo, what's good, Red Raider Nation? This is the nation's official podcast, episode number five. I am your host, TJ Kern, alongside my co-host, as always, my boy, Blake Hartsfield. Blake, how's your week going, man? Let it out. And it's been a busy week. Been a, a rough one. I, I'm a little upset with myself that we're not getting to record this until Thursday evening, uh, but excited to talk about this OU football game and uh, just the, the first year of Joe McGuire as a whole. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun one for those out there in Red Raider land. Um, and uh, of course, we are always, we are the nation's official podcast. Well, you know, they are at Guns Up Nation. My Twitter handle is at T-E-E-J-A-Y-K-E-R-N. Blake, when we start the show, give them that uh, good old Twitter handle, man. We got to get you some more followers out there. It's uh, B Hartsfield 10, B-H-A-R-T-S-F-I-E-L-D-1-0. And then we are at the Nation Pod. We're still working on a few things to take over that account and be a little bit more active, interact with you guys. But this is going to be a fun one, Blake. And I'm not going to lie, uh, OU game kicks off, and we're texting back and forth. And I was like, man, this is not going to be a lot of fun for the home team. Yeah, without a doubt, their worst quarter of the season, TJ, other than maybe the fourth quarter against Baylor. But they come out flat as as can be. There's no energy. They look uninterested, and and frankly, I think uh, Venables made a, a tactical mistake with trying to do a fake field goal up 14. Why he doesn't take the points there and go up 17, nothing, I don't know, but that kind of lets the Red Raiders back in the game. They turn momentum, and for as bad of a first quarter as they played, they played that good of a second quarter to get back in the game, and, and then the second half was just a back-and-forth uh, shootout, which was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, definitely a lot of fun to watch. Another overtime game in the Jones. And Blake, I know you, uh, you're you a big fan of this. A, a third opponent where the Red Raiders uh, fan base gets to rush the field this season. Yeah, I don't understand this. I mean, yes, you, you beat OU, but OU's not very good this year. They're 6-6, six 3-6 and 3-6 six, and six in the Big 12. I, got, I understood rushing the field for Texas – I know we talked a little bit about it after the Houston game. I, I was against it. You were in favor of it. Hopefully you're on my side here that rushing the field against Oklahoma is a little ridiculous. Unless you're going to say, hey, all right, we're going to celebrate the season as a whole. We beat Texas and Oklahoma for the first time in school history. Like, I'm with it. But I hope that going forward, you know, after year one of Coach McGuire here, we start to build some fundamentals of success going forward. And that kind of stuff is kind of like, all right, we've, we've been there before, but for the kids that are in the stands, I mean, I'm all about it, man. Go, go have some fun. But the basketball team doesn't rush the court when we beat Georgetown. Uh, We don't rush the court. I mean, when we beat Texas last year, 
I mean, we've uh, we've been there, done that on the basketball side of things, and we have one of the best arenas in the country. And I want to get the Jones back to one of the most rocking places in the country. And I I think Joey McGuire and company and year one going six and one at home. Uh, of course, last week I made the mistake of saying we were undefeated. I just completely blanked on the Baylor game being at home. That would that was how much that one was fun. Um, but getting the get the opportunity to make the Jones a formidable place to play again, and just getting some excitement back in this program. Uh, the Red Raiders finished the regular season at seven and five, guaranteeing them a winning season. Blake, that's exciting to me. And that's a successful first year for Joey McGuire and company. This season went better than I think anybody could have expected, TJ. They've got a chance to finish with eight wins if they can win their bowl game. But some of the positives for me, we've talked about it extensively, how the culture has changed, how, and we're going to get more into how McGuire's entire first season went. But the, the defense has made leaps and bounds of, of, of progress. Um, this is our first winning conference record since 2009, TJ, and that hurts to say. Um, 13 years that we've had losing a losing record in the Big 12. And uh, Joey McGuire comes in in his first year, goes five and four in, in conference, and frankly, probably should have been six and three. Um, they finished fourth outright in the Big 12, which I would have never guessed. They were picked ninth in the preseason. So, kind of like the basketball team has over the last few years, kind of playing with that chip on their shoulder and ex- exceeding expectations. Um, and this just builds momentum. It gives uh, beating OU in Texas for the first time, as you mentioned, gives Joe McGuire a lot of solid ground to stand on and go hit the state of Texas on the recruiting trail for the next couple of weeks. And in the February, um, he's going to hit the transfer portal. I, I read an article today um, that they're probably thinking they're going to have nine or 10 spots in the transfer portal. They're looking for a couple offensive linemen, a playmaking receiver, which we've talked about. Um, a defensive end to replace uh, Tyree Wilson, a couple linebackers and a safety. So um, I'm excited about where this, this program's headed. I think Joey McGuire certainly gets it. He understands that it's about the players first. It's about recruiting talent and he's excellent at that side of it. It's about building. Um, it, it's about building uh, the full encompassing program, right? The NIL support deal that they've gotten done, this expansion that they're starting in the, on the South end zone, um, and at the end of the day, it comes down to winning football games, and he won football games this year. And how about backing it up, too? He said, we're going to beat Oklahoma, and then we're going to tear down that end zone. Yeah, I love it. Um, and then I, I watched a little bit of the Georgetown game. He was on there with Ted and um, just talking about the excitement in the program and um, how the guys on the football team just never quit. And that was very evident. There was multiple games this year, this Oklahoma game included, where under previous regimes and Matt Wells or Cliff Kingsbury or Tommy Tuberville, when we go, we fall behind like that. We lose those games 56 to 10, 49 to 17, and we're just not competitive. And, and this team really never quit all year. Um, the only game that really kind of got away from them, um, if you want to call it, that was the Baylor game. Although at one point that was a four point game in the fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter, they had clawed their way back and then Baylor pulled away. But um, this team competed uh, they, they never quit. And, and I'm just proud of the effort and the, and the, the progress that the culture has made in one year under Joe McGuire. Not only that, you started three quarterbacks. Yeah. He, he faced a lot of adversity from Tyler Shuck getting hurt in the, in the first game of the year. And then Donovan Smith's struggles. Yes. He beat Houston. Yes. He found a way to beat Texas, but 
Um, I think everybody agrees there was some some rough patches in there, particularly games like the K-State game. Um, Baron Morton comes in and is a breath of fresh air. You think you've got your quarterback now and of the future, and then he goes down with an injury to a little bit of a cheap shot in the TCU. I guess he got hurt in Oklahoma State and then was done for the year, um, or maybe uh, he might be ready for the bowl game, but was done for the rest of the regular season after the TCU game. And then Tyler Shutt comes back and, and looks pretty good uh, to his credit and, and plays a great game against Oklahoma. So the fact that if you'd have told me, TJ, that we were going to have to play all three quarterbacks due to injuries and due to poor performance and that, um, you know, we were going to have a, an offensive coordinator that, that was kind of learning on the job and, and had some good games, but had some stinkers as well. Um, and that despite all of that, that you would still find a way to go seven and five and, and five and four in conference and finish fourth outright, I wouldn't have believed you. So um, just the, the total body of work from Joe McGuire, I don't know how you don't give this guy an A plus as a grade for his first year. And um, I'm excited to see what players he's able to add. And at the end of this, you know, 2022 class, which I believe is ranked like 22nd in the nation TJ. And uh, I believe third in the big 12 of, of the current big 12 teams uh, minus OU and Texas and including the four editions starting next year. So um, this program is, is moving in the right direction. It's definitely on the rise. And both of us have uh, pretty, Solid expectations. I'll use the word solid expectations for this program going forward. We're not shooting for national championships, but hey, news came out this week that uh, starting in 2024, that the college football playoffs going to expand to 12 teams. And I'm going to go dumb and dumber on you. And I don't know if some of our uh, listeners even know what I'm talking about. So you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, it, it's not a chance, TJ. It's my expectation that he makes it in 24, 25, or 26. Um, that that really, quick. Absolutely. But, I mean, that's two years from now. Um, that's two more years of him being able to recruit the state of Texas, for him to be able to build momentum in this program, um, potentially Baron Morton's senior year as a three-year starter. Um, couple the fact with we've talked about after OU and Texas leave, you know, look, Cincinnati – just lost Fickle uh, to Wisconsin, so so they're going to come in uh, kneecapped a little bit. Um, UCF is while they had a couple of, of years of a great run two three years ago, they've they've kind of slid back to you know their normal uh, progression. I think they're going to struggle with with the adjustment of moving from um, the AAC to the Big Twelve. We've already seen Houston, and we know we can handle Houston, and and they had a an average year at best this year, and then. BYU is going to be good, but TJ, there's no reason that this program can't be one of the premier programs in the Big 12. Look, TCU had a great year, but I don't think TCU is the best program in the Big 12. Not even close. I think it's Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State had a little bit of a down year, but to me, there's no reason you can't be right there with Oklahoma State. And I guess BYU and K-State is one of the top four teams in this conference. Uh, if you can, I think the way they're going to structure this playoff Your is wife's that, not going to like that list. No, she's not. Well, I've you know, look not taking anything away from TCU, but I'm not sold that they're the, the best program in the big 12 moving forward. I, I think, I think they lose this week, but that's just, that's, that's my TCU hater is. I, I don't know about that. I think they're, I think they're pretty good this year um, as much as it, it might pain red Raiders to admit it. But anyway, um, where I was going with that is with this expanded playoff, um, all of the, the conference champions are going to get in. So TJ, if you can just get into the big 12 championship game and then win that game, you're in the playoff. Um, so yeah, I, I do expect it at some point. And I mean, I'm excited about it. I just want to be, I, I want to be ranked. I want to have a winning record. I want to go to bowl games. I, I, I don't think that's too much to ask. I, I, I want to be a force year in and year out in the state of Texas. And with the, the new big 12, like you said, 
I, I think Texas Tech has a real opportunity on the football field. You should be the, the dominant program in the state of Texas in the Big 12. And if you're the dominant program in the state of Texas in the Big 12, you should be one of the best two or three teams in the new, in the new Big 12. There's no reason that we shouldn't be able to out-recruit and outperform Baylor, TCU, and Houston. I'm sorry. I understand that we've been down for a decade plus, but Joe McGuire talked about it last night with Ted. This is a sleeping giant. He said it was a sleeping giant when he took the job, and the giant awoke a little bit this year. Then we might not be fully awake, but we're starting to open the eyes and you know, and and rub the eyes open. And and if we can get back to where we were under the Mike Leach era, and get to that level or even higher under Joe McGuire, because he actually understands that defense is part of the football game, and he can't just outscore everybody in a race to sixty like Mike Leach tried to do. This is a program that can be the best, but one of the best programs in the Big Twelve. Man, we're both in agreement on that here on the nation's official podcast with TJ and Blake. I mean, we are fired up on this one. The season uh, ending show, we're going to do a little picks right now, Blake. I I, want to talk to you about who your offensive MVP for this season is. Got to be Sir Roderick for me, TJ. Uh, We talked about how this team didn't have playmakers. To me, he was the playmaker um out of the out of the running back spot he had a great season um he, he's an all-time great red raider i think i saw in the game against oklahoma that he's now like third all-time in running back touchdowns in, in texas tech's history um this is a guy that's that's been through it he, he suffered through the matt wells era um, he might have even been here for the end of cliff kingsbury i believe um and, and then has seen the transition in joe mcguire but i mean he runs for um 133 carries for 670 yards that's five yards of tote uh six touchdowns 22 catches for 125 yards and another touchdown to me he was your best player on offense this year that 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 played in every game there's no doubt about it but you know who else had 133 carries for 601 yards and 4.5 a tote and seven touchdowns who's that his name's Taj Brooks, and I'm giving it to both these guys. So Roderick and Taj were the heart and soul of this team, in my opinion. Um, they they uh, steadied the ship through the quarterback changes, and when you gave them the ball and gave them a chance to make plays, they made plays. Um, I was extremely encouraged, and, and we've talked about this all year long, about who's going to make plays. And the running backs were sitting back there the whole time saying, Hey guys, we're, you know, we're here. We're going to, we're going to go make some plays. Yeah. They were both great. So I, I can't argue with that. And then I know who the answer is. I know who the answer is, but it's, it's give me your defensive. It's, it's, MVP. It's, it's not even a conversation, TJ. This is a kid that was a monster. He led the, until he got hurt, he was leading the country in pressures along with the defensive end from Alabama you're looking at a guy that's a bona fide first round pick, um, made big, made tons of big plays for this team, and I don't even think this is a conversation. It's not a conversation, but since you took Tyree, I'm going to take Krishan Merriweather, a guy that had over 100 tackles this year, uh, 66 solo, um, just a, another great uh, player. Uh, an argument can be made. For uh, Muddy Waters, uh, defensive back as well. Um, I mean, we've talked about it all year long, how this defense with Tim DeRuiter just came to play. uh, Josiah Pierre uh, showed up after Tyree Wilson got hurt. I mean, there are a lot of guys on this defense that deserve some praise. Um, It's 
it's exciting. I mean, I, I've we've never had fun talking about Texas Tech defense. Not since Spike Dykes in the 90s. And I wasn't a Tech fan back then. And it's funny, you, you brought up the uh, the the best finish in the Big 12 since, uh, what'd you say, 09? Yeah, since 09 with Mike Leach. Uh, well, oh, I'm sorry, it's, it's, it, it not only is it their best finish in the Big 12, but it's their first winning record. I mean, think about that, TJ. We had a decade straight of having a losing record in conference. That's just... That's horrible. It's inept. It's 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 unacceptable. I completely agree. That was my third year in Lubbock. Yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, I were, I'm are young. You, are you calling me old, Blake? No, I'm old enough to remember the the Michael Crabtree Graham Harrell team in 08 that ran over everybody. I'm old enough to remember um, once Mike Leach got on campus of, of consistently winning eight games a year and nine games and and being on the fringe of being ranked every year and. Um, playing competitive football every week and and you know look yes Leach got blown out every once in a while but um, say what you want about him he he consistently beat either Oklahoma or Texas um, almost every year that he was here so I don't know how you can't say that that he was the most successful coach that we had Um, the decade of losing was unacceptable Kirby Hocutt knew that and that's why he made the change and went and hired a guy like Joe McGuire and I hope that we can get back to where we were. Um, like I said, losing in football isn't, isn't a good time. It's not fun. No, it's. I mean, it's definitely not fun. And then, I'm, you know, as we, as we sit here, our end-of-season review uh, for the Red Raider football team, finishing at 7-5, and five, beating Oklahoma in this shootout, overtime, another overtime game. Man, we played a lot of overtime games this year. Beating Texas and OU together um, for the first time in school history. But Blake, here on the nation's official podcast, I want to look to the future. And don't do it, TJ. No, nah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I, we'll I, know, get, we'll, I know where you're going. Don't do it. No, I, we'll get to that here in a minute because I've got somebody that I want to highlight. But before I get to that guy, okay, I, right. I, I want to know about give – me, give me somebody on this football team that you're most excited about going forward. And I know your answer is going to be Baron Morton. That that's the answer. I mean, how is it not the answer? Well, because I want to give my guy some credit. But (laughs) who's your guy? Because I I think my answer is going to play into the conversation that I told you not to go to. Because I know where you sit on this based on our post game from from last week. But let's hear let's hear your guy that you're the most excited about. We talked all year, okay, about uh, this team needed to find a guy. This team needed to find a stud. They need a playmaker. Uh, give me a playmaker. Give me a six foot five, two hundred and fifteen pound freshman named Jaron Bradley coming back next year. Yeah, that, that's a good name. That, that's a very good name. He he should be your leading receiver. Um, I would like for him. I mean, he has a. Great How about game. this? He had the triple crown. He had the most catches with forty three, most yards with six fifty six, and most touchdowns with five. Well, and, and I'm just looking at this this Oklahoma performance. He, he turns in eight catches for 173 yards and a score. TJ, I'd love for him to be your number one or, or 1A if they can go find a playmaker in the portal, which we've talked about. So, yeah, we, we need playmakers on this team. That's a great name. Yeah, and he's a he's a DFW guy. Got to give a shout-out to the DFW guys, you know? Keep... You got to love it. DFW's yeah, I'm excited about Jaron Bradley. And now you can gush over Baron Morton. Go. I mean, I don't know what more I need to say that I haven't already said on this podcast. This is a kid that 
passes the eye test. He's got a, a cannon for an arm. He's the highest rated quarterback recruit you've ever signed. He was an elite 11 QB. Um, he looks the part. He, he's more mobile than I would have ever guessed. Um, he seems to have the quote unquote it factor. So yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's the guy, right? That's who you're going to build the program around. Okay. I agree with you to a certain extent. Oh, here we go. And we're about to have a whole lot of fun. Here we go. We're about to have a whole lot of fun here on the nation's official podcast at guns up nation and uh, at the nation pod. Go ahead. All right. Here's the deal. Now, the bowl game coming up. If I was going to tell you that the best thing for you and for your hopes and dreams of Texas Tech football is that Tyler Shuck starts this bowl game, plays a team like a Florida State, and goes out there and absolutely balls. Why? So he is, is the best is the best thing that could happen to your hopes and dreams of Baron Morton starting next year. Why? So he can go pro and, and get picked in the fourth or fifth round. I, I'm just I'm just saying like we're so we're starting out with the ball game. We'll get to next year in a minute. Okay. I mean, okay. go ahead. This is this is your this is your floor, TJ. You're the hey, one on the, I, on the you're on the one on the Tyler Shep train, not me. I, I'm on the Tyler. I, I've I'm I've been. On the bear, I was I was on the Baron Morton train. I think you were driving it. I was in shotgun, and I'm still there. I still think he's your guy. I think we both think that. Uh, and I, I before before we do this, man, can we give Donovan Smith some love? Hey, look, he made some big plays in the Oklahoma game. I know he had um, a, a tough situation to try to deal with and to stay ready. And after kind of quote unquote getting benched and. Um, yeah, Joe McGuire PR'd it and, and said that he was carrying an injury in the Oklahoma State game, and then the other quarterbacks just played better. Um, but he got benched. And to his credit, he he hung in there. He he would come into the game ready to play um, when they would bring in the Donovan Smith package. He has a great game against Oklahoma, runs for a touchdown, catches a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, I mean, absolutely all the credit in the world. And, and frankly, TJ – I hope that he finds somewhere that he can go be a starter next year, whether that's an SMU or it's a, a UTSA or, or something like that. I, I hope that he finds somewhere that he can go be a starter. And I, I agree with you. I do think he's, you know, quarterbacks, quarterbacks are kind of stubborn to a fault. And you, you see this all the time. And what I mean by that is quarterbacks want to play quarterback. Yep. They have a hard time when you go to them and say, hey, we want to make you a, a wide receiver. Hey, we wanna we wanna try you out at tight end. Hey, we wanna we wanna put you at safety, right? Like they wanna play like giving that up is is hard for these guys. They've been quarterbacks, they've been the best athletes on their team for the majority of their lives, if not all of their lives. And that Donovan Smith package looked outstanding against Oklahoma and I kind of don't want to lose it I I I I I think he's probably going to hit the portal but I would love to see him back in some kind of way and us to be able to use that package on offense um and then maybe 
use him more at wide out or, you know, like I said, some kind of tight end. He was even lead blocker there on a few of those plays. So I just, you know, we, we've talked about a lot about Donovan this season, and I just want to give him his props here Absolutely. before before I, we go just all shut with B. Morton. Yeah, and I look, I was as hard on, on Donovan as anybody, admittedly, and, and I came down on him particularly hard after the Kansas State game. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got to tip your hat to the kid for staying focused and being ready and, and being ready to make plays like you. I'd love to have him back in that same role. I just don't think it's very likely. I'm, I'm with you. And now, now we get to the heavyweight fight. It's not a fight, who's, TJ. Who's, who's your 2023 quarterback and why? Look, this has nothing whatsoever to do with Tyler Shuck. Okay, I, I, I like Tyler Shuck. I've got no problem with Tyler Shuck. I think Tyler Shuck played his best game as a, as a Red Raider against Oklahoma, where he goes 31 of 50 for 436 yards, two touchdowns, and a 79.6 QBR. He had a great game, TJ. He's had a great – well, the last three weeks he's gone 3-0. I think he had two really good games and one stinker. I don't think the Iowa State game was particularly impressive, but that was a cold night name, so I'll give him a pass. This has got nothing to do with Tyler Shuck, and this has got everything to do with Baron Morton. Look, if Tyler Shuck comes back, you've got him for one year. Again, he's using it as an opportunity to get to the pros. If he wants to do that, go, go do it somewhere else, right? I'm looking at the future. And this, it comes back to what I said earlier on this podcast, TJ, where I said I've got the expectation that this team can compete for a spot in the playoffs in 24 and 25 because of Baron Morton. And, and you cannot do anything – to risk losing him. And if Tyler Shuck coming back means Baron Morton even thinks about putting his name in the portal, Tyler Shuck needs to leave. I'm sorry. And the coaches, I know McGuire is a coach's guy or is a, is a player's coach and he, he's all about the guys, but this is why you're paid millions of dollars. Right. And he's going to have to have some hard conversations, but to me, this is not even an argument. This is Baron Morton's team starting next year and for as long as he's eligible and wants to play in college. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, dude. I, I totally, I, I think this is Baron Morton's team. I think if he even thinks about leaving with Donovan, probably already gone, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you need to find another quarterback because Tyler hasn't proven he can stay healthy. So the, this, this one year of eligibility left for Tyler Shuck, is really the elephant in the room hanging over this Texas Tech program right now. And I just want to win football games. I want to win football games too, TJ. But again, I'm also trying to take the, the what is best for the program. And the best thing for the program is Baron Morton. And I don't think it's an argument. No. I, I, if Baron Morton is your, your starter next year, I'm all about it. And I say, let's go, let's go win some games. Yeah. But all I'm saying is Tyler Shuck has earned, earned some respect coming out of my mouth on this podcast. There's no doubt. And again, this has got nothing whatsoever to do with Tyler Shuck, right? Tyler Shuck did exactly what he was asked to do these last three weeks. He went three and oh, he got this team to seven and five, five and four in conference and got him to a bowl game. Well done, Tyler. But was again, that a golf this, clap? It, it, it was just it was just a clap, right? It was it was me giving him his due. But again, this has got nothing to do with him and everything to do about Baron Morton. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm with you. And I, I mean, I, I do think it's Barry Morton's team going forward and you have to be excited about what the kid can do. But that being said, let me ask you this. If I said you had a chance to win the big 12 next season with Tyler Shuck, but you kind of take a step back, but Barry Morton gets a year of experience. How does he get experience if he's on the bench? No, 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 no. I'm saying where, where I'm going with this is if Tyler Shuck is the starting quarterback next year and you have a chance to win the the Big 12, okay? Okay. It's, it's a, this is an either or, okay? Or Tyler Shuck decides he's going to go pro, he's going to go to a different school, he's, he's going to go wherever. And Morton's your quarterback – but he takes his lumps and the program maybe doesn't make a bowl game next year. I think that's a little bit of a ridiculous proposal. Yeah. He's going to take some lumps because he started what three football games now in college, but I don't think this team's going to be in a position where they don't make a bowl game. I think the better question would be, do you take Tyler Shuck in a big 12 championship uh, versus losing Baron Morton? And the answer to me is I'd sacrifice the big 12 championship and keep Baron Morton. Oh, we haven't been close to a Big 12 championship since 08, really ever. Um, the guy hasn't he, – he gets you into the right plays. He checks into the run plays. And this is just me being devil's advocate. And we're having this conversation on the Nation's Official Podcast with TJ and Blake because, number one, I, I, I like getting Blake riled up. And, number two, I think it's a conversation that needs to be had with one year of eligibility left. You do like so, to poke the bear. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, that's, that's what we're here for. So we'll see what happens. I did see an interesting quote where from Tyler Shuck where after, it was after the game and uh, after the game or the day after the game. Is this and, the Don Williams question? Yeah. And, that was and such, a, Williams, such a Don, ridiculous question. He's just trying to stir crap. Well, I've, I've known Don Williams since I was in college. I mean, not on a – I was a producer for their radio show when he was in radio back in the day, but that's a, that's a long time ago. But anyway, he, uh, he asked the question of, you know, basically hearing, hearing the hate or hearing yeah. the haters, or I forget how he worded it, but uh, Tyler Shuck said that I guess he's got a couple of weeks to, to make a decision. And I'm sure that the coaches are having those exit meetings and, and, and those types of conversations with the players as we speak. Yeah, those conversations have to be going on. I, I did have a little bit of a problem with the question because Don went on a typical Don rant and led to the answer that he wanted to try to create some controversy so he'd have a good spicy article to go write the next morning, which he got. Um, and I get Tyler was a little frustrated and, and let out some steam, but there's just no need to try to stir it up just for the sake of stirring it up. Um, but regardless, look, Tyler's got some decisions to make. Joe McGuire's got some decisions to make. And, and I think Kitley's going to be a big part of that conversation as well, too, moving forward. But um, irregardless, you have to keep Baron Morton. If, that, if you're able to get him to stay and you can bring Tyler Shuck back and compete for a Big 12 championship next year, that's great. But at the same time, you cannot risk losing this kid. And if that means saying goodbye to Tyler Shuck to keep Baron Morton, I think you have to say goodbye to Tyler Shuck. Tough decisions will be made in Red Raider land. And 
Blake and I will be here for it here on the nation's official podcast. And don't forget about the bowl game, whether it's the cheese it bowl or the Texas bowl or wherever the red Raiders land, Blake and I will be on the nation's official at guns up nation handle for our uh, Twitter spaces. And we'll also be doing the Twitter spaces for uh, basketball. Once these boys get into conference play, Blake, just real quick to touch on the basketball team. They beat uh, Georgetown last night, almost blew a hellacious lead. Um, but that game was called by uh, on ESPN Plus by a good friend of mine. We we had him on our very first episode of the Suns Up, Guns Up show. His name, his name you've mentioned him a couple times today. His, his name's Ted Emery. And he does a fantastic job for ESPN and Westwood One, just a phenomenal person, a great broadcaster. And we are going to have him on this very program next week to talk about some Red Raider basketball. And, heck, he actually has a relationship with Joey McGuire. We can even uh, mix in a little football and what he thinks of the Red Raiders season this year. So we're going to have a special guest, my buddy, ESPN and Westwood wants Ted Emmerich on the show here on the nation's official podcast next week. Be on the lookout for that. And uh, Blake, how do we always like to end the show? Wreck them. Wreck them. We'll talk to you guys soon.